0: Welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia.
1: My name is Sherrick and this is Amelia.
0: And Sherrick, what are you doing?
1: The podcast that has a deep drive to left field and that's going to be a home run. Yay. (laughs) I feel like this is the one one time where I actually have to explain that bit. Yeah. So... (laughs)
0: I mean, I know so was, it's baseball related, but it is
1: baseball. It, you you are correct. It is baseball related. <laughs> so there was a there was a broadcast, and I can't remember who the Cincinnati Reds were playing, but they they uh, were playing a baseball game. It was this was on their television broadcast, and one of the I think it was the color commentator whose name I'm not I'm not going to say even if I remember who it is, which I don't. He. Thought that the the mic the mic was not on, and mm-hmm. so he he basically said a a, a very not good thing about uh, the the gay community.
0: Oh, good!
1: And then when they came back on air, he was trying to apologize for what he said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in the middle of his apology, one of the Cincinnati Reds players hit a home run, and so mm-hmm. he literally interrupted his own apology to called the play that happened (laughs) I didn't want to go too deep into it because then it just sounds like I was like not doing a bit and that I was just like apologizing for something that happened Uh but like so it's become a meme now where you're saying something serious and then like Mm -hmm. you're just like going on and on it's like and there's a deep drive and Nick Castellanos with the deep drive to left field and that's gonna be a home run I don't know if I'm gonna be at this mic ever again but like (laughs) because he, like, I think (laughs) they fired him not long after, but, like, he basically is, like, I am very sorry, this uh, thing that I said, and I don't know if they're gonna let me do this job anymore, but in the middle of his apology, he just goes, and there's a deep drive, and, like, normally, because he's, like, the home team announcer, normally they get excited, but he's, he's, like, saying that this thing happened Mm -hmm. in the most somber voice, because he's, like, i
0: yeah yikes oh my god that is i just i love the number of times people get caught on live mics
1: they get they get they get caught in 4k as as the kids like to say
0: oh youths um (laughs) i was like i don't even know what that means (laughs) but yeah no it just oh man Oh man, like just, just assume you're always being recorded. I mean, also just don't be a racist, but or mm-hmm. sexist or homophobe or you know all mm-hmm. of those things. But you know, also don't um, be stupid.
1: To be quote unquote caught in 4K is like 4K is like a a resolution, like a, a very high definition re- resolution. Yeah. Um, for screens and so it's like you're you were caught like in the clearest resolution. Like there's no way to refute it. You know.
0: I see. Okay that makes sense
1: like you like you were caught and everybody saw it like that's kind of what
0: it means right right
1: anyway this is a podcast where we do wild shit on the (laughs) internet and you listen to it and you like it so there's that
0: yes Sherrick was just telling me about somebody who asked about our podcast and was like oh what do you talk about Everything.
1: everything
0: Oh man, so hope you enjoy it uh, Yeah. and
1: yeah.
0: come back. This is episode 80. What? What? Binge what? <laughs> I I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. So yeah, but before we get into our, you know, hot topic of the week, I yeah. I don't know. Shirk, what have you been up to? How's your uh, work?
1: So what? I went to a dear friend's wedding yesterday. That was cool and good. Like that a lot.
0: Good, good.
1: Um, we're making moves on uh, getting our bathroom shower retiled. So that's cool and good. And adult it's called...
0: stuff.
1: Yeah, adult stuff. We're adulting <laughs> like heck. Um, okay, so I have to tell you this story. Yeah. So, uh So... Sorry for those of y'all who don't care about HGTV level of like remodeling and shit, but I recently gotten into it because it's always been something that was ingrained in me. But like, as a kid, I hated it because my guardians would like change the channel off of like Scooby-Doo or whatever to watch like, you know, Divide by Design or whatever it was called, older HGTV shows. But now I'm into it. So anyway, the the trim kit for our shower tile got had to be ordered. They didn't have it in store. So we had to order it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so I was like, okay, cool. I didn't know what it was going to look like when it arrived. Uh-huh. It was it. So when it arrived, it was in a, like, like a circular tube that is about a little bit past my wingspan.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Tell me why Amelia, this man's that delivered our trim kit in this like circular tube longer than my wingspan ran up to our front steps, placed it underneath the door and ran away.
0: (laughs) No, No. (laughs) why? Why are delivery people so terrible? Hashtag not all delivery people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But yeah, I think this kind of shit happens to me all the time where somebody will leave something on my, the top step. Uh Outside my door, and you can't open the screen door if there's something on the top step.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just saw either have to like like snake
0: my hands around to like be able to move it, or I have Mm -hmm. to like go out the back door and come around the front.
1: Yeah, I just saw a TikTok like that where DoorDash delivered some ladies like coffee right in front of the door so so yeah well i mean she didn't she had a screen door like so she could see it oh good then she did a TikTok of her like opening her door wide enough that it would hit it so Mm -hmm. she could be like i can't get out the door without knocking this over right thank you so much like right and and uh, clarification here if you do doordash or uber eats or any of that stuff 99% 99% of y'all are fantastic, and we love yes. you, and and yes. y'all are, you, you are, you saved 2020, and most yes. of 2021. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. However, please, just when you are delivering something, if the person is not an asshole, like Amelia or Sherrick, can you please just consider how you would get that food if you were to leave it where you left right. it? Right. Like,
0: well, and see, I think my issue particularly is that like, I always write in the instructions for whether it's food or groceries or whatever, mm-hmm. please leave it on my porch. Cause I have a front porch. Yeah. So like I have a screen door and then a front porch and then like a real front door. And I think people all the time are nervous about coming through the screen door to the real door because I'll get people like knocking on the screen door and I can't hear that. Yeah. That isn't delivery people. That's like door knockers and whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but yeah, I put in the thing, like, please leave it on the porch because it's just so much easier to get it from the porch. And like, then it's just not out in the open. It won't, I mean, usually with like DoorDash or whatever, like you're watching for it. So it's not like- you know, a package that might get stolen or whatever, but still. So, yeah. So, I like, I'm just like, can you please read the instructions? That's why they're there. But, you know, being a millennial, I still tip 20%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because there is
1: one instruction that I feel like across the board that restaurants that do DoorDash absolutely ignore. Mm hmm wild stabbing yeah what do you think it is utensils bingo exactly it's yep. like no I don't want utensils you get yep. them anyway yes I want yep. utensils you probably won't get them yep. like
0: yep yep
1: I don't I, I like again we love y'all but like why you do this to us
0: please read the instructions it really only takes like two seconds like it really just does yeah anyway
1: so, so anyway uh Amelia how is was- how
0: are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all right. I had a pretty good job interview this week, so I'm hopeful about that. And um, I have another for a different job this mm. coming week, and I might have a second interview for that first one this week. So things may be happening. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to have another a new job by the end of the year. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so otherwise, mainly just chilling. It is getting literally chilly outside. I think it got below freezing the other night. So yeah. yeah, it is definitely fall, which I like fall for the coziness of it. Like I like blankets and sweatshirts and stuff like that. And last mm-hmm. night we uh, had a bonfire for our friend Jenny's birthday. Shout out to Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. Um, and I wore my comfy uh, <laughs> for this bonfire because it was cold enough outside, and if you don't know what that is, you should Google it. It's like a giant hooded sweatshirt, basically slash blanket slash yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I love cold weather for that reason, but otherwise I don't love it. So, so yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm here for the coziness, but I'm mm-hmm. sad that summer is really really over so Um, I wish that
1: I wish that our states had like a nice warm Kentucky rain because that would make summer the perfect season for me and no Mm -hmm. one would be able to take that from my cold dead hands yeah Uh, because like that's the one thing that summer in Wisconsin and frankly summer in Minnesota has that I covet still but Mm -hmm. it's not enough to get me to move to Kentucky no offense to anyone living in Kentucky but like Uh, it's uh, I can't move there just for the warm rains but if if Mm -hmm. I could have them up here then I would I would never go anywhere else
0: Mm -hmm. yeah we had quite a bit of rain this summer actually but the last few summers have been pretty dry I mean this year was dry too but Mm -hmm. the last month couple months have been like a decent a decent number of rain days so yeah I know that you love the rain I love Uh, rain too, but I also, sometimes it makes me kind of depressed, the gray and gloomy.
1: Honestly, like not having gray gloomy days makes, makes me depressed. It's like the opposite. Yeah. don't know why, but that's what it is.
0: Yeah. In either case, not something we control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. So yeah, otherwise um, we're getting, we're getting up to. Halloween this episode is coming out on the uh October 29th so almost almost Halloween yeah. um and I usually have a Halloween party mainly it's an excuse to have a costume because I like dressing up in costume which is hilarious because as a kid I didn't ever like dressing up in costume but mm-hmm. as an adult now I'm like oh I want to be that and I want to be that um, it's mainly like characters from tv and stuff but um I'm telling
1: you Mila, just get into cosplay then you can do it whenever you want
0: i know <laughs> <laughs> someday yeah so that's exciting that will be the day after this episode comes out but i can't tell you what my costume is because i still want it to be a secret Shh. but check our socials and yeah so because it is almost Halloween when this episode comes out, I thought we would do something semi-related and finally get to an episode that we've been talking about doing for um, a pretty long time. And that's an episode about the uh, 2016 Ghostbusters movie, the reboot with Mm -hmm. uh, female leads. Yeah. So yeah, not... Not completely a Halloween movie, but related kind of that genre you think of when you think of Halloween movies and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and for a long time, I had thought um, I would bring on some guests for this episode, but I decided instead to surprise y'all with this episode. Yeah, um, so shout out to Jam and Jenny and Amber, who have all been guests on the podcast before. The four of us call ourselves the Lady Gang, um, and have gone to gone to a female-led movie pretty much every year. Okay, um, and it started with this movie. So we've also seen Captain Marvel and Ocean's Eight we should probably put
1: those on the list to talk about too yeah
0: yeah maybe I would love
1: I would love to talk about Captain Marvel with you if I mean the other ones sound good too but especially that one
0: sure Um, totally um I really enjoyed that movie so but I'll save anything else I mean
1: I think that's why because I was like I feel like that's a movie that we have both watched and thoroughly enjoyed and that Mm -hmm. some people may have had a problem with so
0: yeah on Um, the list it goes anyway yeah so so yeah so I thought we would talk about that so I guess I'll start with just, share. have you seen this movie?
1: I have not. And I will tell you the reason why. Okay. I was actually telling this story to a couple of people before, but like not a lot of people know much about my mother. But uh, the one thing that I try to tell people about my mother is that she was not a very nice person. So, uh, and, the, and like the great example I have for that is, Um, When I was five, because I wanted to go and spend a, a summer with my paternal grandparents, she forced me, when I was five, to watch Child's Play and Hellraiser from start to finish. And if I hid or closed my eyes or hid my eyes, she would start the film from the beginning.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So... I have a very kind of I wouldn't say a strict aversion, but I have a, like I have an incredible aversion to movies that are even somewhat horror themed. And the part of the trailer where I think it's Melissa McCartney's head like spins backward, uh-huh. that killed me on it.
0: Gotcha, killed
1: me on it. I could not like so it so like it has nothing to do with like who's in the film. Uh, I never really watched any of the Ghostbusters films to begin with, but like mm-hmm. that part of the trailer like almost gave me nightmares. And I was mm-hmm. like, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. The like someone being possessed is usually a no-go for me. <laughs> so gotcha. I remember I remember exactly where I was when I saw that trailer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I think we were at Blues Egg in, <laughs> in the area and Someone had it on their phone and I was just like, I had to like, yep. It's like, nope, gotta get this away from me, please. So
0: yeah, I I don't love that scene either, if I'm being Mm. honest. So Mm. so I get it. Yeah. But all right. Well, that is helpful. So I will do sort of a rundown on the plot.
1: I mean, you can tell me about it. It's like the visual.
0: Yeah, for sure. Will
1: will fuck me. So
0: for sure. Yeah. (laughs) No. So I will I will start with. just so the original ghostbusters came out in 1984 Mm -hmm. um, which is before either of us were alive I've only seen the first ghostbusters movie once I've never seen ghostbusters 2 or there's a tv show and I know there's other stuff I remember there being lots of ghostbuster related toys and stuff when I was really little Mm -hmm. um, because it was still a big deal through the 80s and into the early 90s and from what I remember about the original movie is like it's it's funny it's action I would get I would say I and then I would also say that like and maybe when seeing it at the time the effects were maybe cool at the time but because I didn't see it until I was an adult I was like these effects are very 80s and not scary to me and i'm not, so i'm not sure if they're supposed to be scary or mm-hmm. if they're not because it is more of a comedy yeah um than it's spo- than it is supposed to be a horror movie so um it's supposed to be more like a comedy action movie with some sci-fi supernatural elements obviously cuz it's ghosts so and at the time that was a fairly new concept of like a movie that was kind of all of these genres so yeah so then in 2016 i believe a couple years before that they announced like oh we're gonna do this reboot we're calling it a reboot because it's not a sequel it's not a continuation of the story at all and but it'll be with uh, the four main cast will be all female now this set off a huge storm of internet Comments and issues. Uh, and so,
1: if uh, for those of you at home, I'm shaking my head as Amelia is saying this.
0: <laughs> so, I was going to start with that, I think, to talk a little bit about that because it was all before the movie even came out, even before a trailer came out, anything, there was tons of backlash to this movie and probably a pretty minor, like, I'm um, minority of people felt this way but they were very loud as is the case often with things like that so one thing that I learned because I didn't pay that much attention at the time I remember I remember hearing about like that there was backlash yeah. Um and that my my impression of the backlash was mainly like a don't ruin my childhood classic
1: mm-hmm. by
0: rebooting it which was the case with a lot of like reboots and sequel series and stuff like that, that was happening and still is happening, yeah. um, is that there's, there's often a group that's just like, don't ruin the original, which I can understand. I can be very protective of the things that I really cared about as a child um, and all of that stuff. So I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, just because this new thing exists doesn't mean you have to watch it. And like, doesn't mean that you have to like participate in it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't change what happened to the original. So I don't like, I don't really get that concept totally. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't get how it ruins it. Um, so
1: to to kind of um, quick jump in because I probably will, you know, have less mm-hmm. to say in this episode than I normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, a similar situation has gone through now i'm going to use this other example but i will say that there were things like the like the um, recent controversy being that like superman's son Mm -hmm. was announced that he was going to be in a in a homosexual relationship and a lot of people got up in arms about that Mm -hmm. Uh, going back even further like they were there was an issue about there being a a uh, same-sex marriage in x-men which is like like the prime people missing the fucking mark because like of what x-men is about if you don't know it's like hey these people are mutants like outcasts from society so you can Mm -hmm. draw a direct correlation to like minority and oppressed peoples and Mm -hmm. so many like i apologize to those that feel triggered by this but you probably should think about why you feel triggered by if i if you're hearing me say this like those like those like white comic book fanboys that are like no that's not what that's not what x-men are about and it's like my dude come on like
0: that's why you like liked x-men is because mm-hmm. you also feel like an outcast of society as a nerd Rich.
1: but the the example i was going to throw up is uh is is they did a a reboot of power rangers mm-hmm. the film that came out i want to say 2017 and i was hyped about it and they kind of they kind of played a little bit with certain characters so they used like like Jason, Zach, Trini, Kimberly, and Billy as your five there. Mm-hmm. And then they had Brian Cranston as Zordon and Bill Hader as Alpha Five, which I was like, those are weird to me because this is like, I want to say 2017. That was like, was that that was that was like in the middle of breaking bad Brian Cranston? I feel like I'm not familiar with breaking bad the like end. Timeline, or possibly towards the end. And like Bill Hader, to me just doesn't seem like a goofy, like, like like a, a goofy in a different way, kind of, like, robot, you know? Like, Bill Hader, to me, is, like, Saturday Night Live, like, Mm -hmm. comedian, and, like, Mm -hmm. Alpha 5 isn't really that. But they also made a point to be, like, okay, well, Zach is going to be an Asian guy as opposed to a Black guy, where he he was in the original series. Mm -hmm. Um, They made a point to be, like, I think it was, like, Trini was bisexual, which like they didn't really touch on in in the, in the original. So I was like, that's fine. Whatever. doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And they made, they made it a point to be like, Billy is black and autistic. Okay. So like nothing necessarily wrong with those choices from my personal standpoint,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but there were a lot of people who saw that coupled with the, like, designs for the suits and the designs for the zords which are the big robots that they have Mm -hmm. become the Megazord. they -hmm. saw that and they were like you're ruining power rangers blah 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 blah." and i was like hey hey you guys do you know who's who's fronting the money for this movie Haim saban yeah the guy who brought power rangers to the u.s so maybe shut the fuck up a little bit like it's his franchise he can do what he wants with it like you know Mm -hmm. like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and again he doesn't own them anymore but like the fuck dudes
0: <laughs> yeah and again it's like does that change the original power Rangers series that you fell in love with when you were a kid no you can still go back and watch that and nothing about it has changed it's not like they retcon everything
1: right i think my only my only thing on that is for me like power rangers is still going mm-hmm. like they're still doing power rangers to this day hmm I've obviously fallen off and if it's not obvious uh, then I apologize for saying obviously but like I've kind of fallen off the Power Rangers train and so like a lot of my fandom is in the older content Mm -hmm. and so getting new content that is in line with the older Mm storylines appeals to me yeah so when so like so I can see how some people because I did kind of I was kind of like well I kind of wish that they they yeah. stuck a bit closer to the source material and they yeah. didn't like but like i get why they wanted to do that mm-hmm. you know and they had some homages in there like they had they had the original actors for tommy and kimberly like as bystanders in, mm-hmm. bystanders in the crowd you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and they made a like uh they, they kind of did a cliffhanger of like tommy is supposed to show up but they didn't say if tommy was male or female and there was potentially going to be a female tommy which Mm -hmm. is like interesting to me i was like Mm -hmm. oh okay Mm -hmm. but but i think that i am kind of a bit of an an anomaly in that like if you can give me what i can see as a decent reason for changing shit up yes then i'm more likely to buy it but if it's just like we're changing this because we felt like it i'm like Mm
0: -hmm. "Eh, yeah no totally same and yeah like I I'm not saying that you have to like a new thing. Right. I'm just saying that like I just don't totally buy the the argument that like this ruins the old thing.
1: There are a lot of people who are like, "Oh, why are we doing reruns of reruns and reruns?" And it's like, "Well, you know, sometimes when you are a greedy Hollywood executive you go hey this thing did numbers back in the day can we make mm-hmm. it so we can do numbers again because then yeah. we don't have to think too hard
0: right yeah and like that is legit like so I went and looked into this a little bit more to see more about the backlash because like like I said at the time all I really heard about the backlash is that like quote-unquote a bunch of like m- male fanboys were annoyed that it was a female reboot Mm -hmm. and like it was just painted in this like sexist picture which legit and we'll get into that yeah um but I looked into some of the backlash a little bit more to for this episode to, to make sure I knew kind of what had been said about it and what the arguments were and yes that was definitely a part of it there were definitely there was definitely sexist shit um about like don't ruin my ghostbusters with girls and Mm. BS like that in particular so eventually most of the like main cast of the original movie show up in like cameos throughout it like Dan Aykroyd plays a cab driver at one point Bill Murray plays like this expert on the supernatural in a scene Ernie Hudson's there I forgot oh as the as Leslie Jones's uncle at one point
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and Sigourney Weaver's in a brief scene in the credits Um, so like a lot of these people pop in and Dan Aykroyd and um, I believe the director of the original movie signed on as producers of this movie so like yeah there was some buy-in from the original cast the original creators those kinds of things but when they first announced it Ernie Hudson had this to say about it if it has nothing to do well so there was Ghostbusters 1 and 2 in the 80s and then there was talk of a Ghostbusters 3 that never happened yeah and that's part of what people are pissed about is they're like well if you're gonna do another Ghostbusters movie why isn't it Ghostbusters 3 and that mainly has to do from what I could tell with Bill Murray saying I don't want to do it I don't ever want to do it again which is funny because then he does a cameo in this movie (laughs) yeah um but yeah yeah So that was part of the backlash. But yeah, Ernie Hudson had this to say, if it has nothing to do with the other two movies and it's all female, then why are you calling it Ghostbusters? I love females. I love that they go that way. And I hope that if they go that way, at least they'll be funny. And if they're not funny, at least hopefully it'll be sexy. Hmm. And I was like, that's gross.
1: (laughs) You're not wrong.
0: Um, That's gross. Uh, The simple fact that women are present and involved is enough to make some people mad, even if they don't explicitly say so. That wasn't his quote, but that's just another part that I read. And yeah, there's definitely sexist comments about it. And Ernie Hudson came around and actually was like, oh, I saw it and it was good. Or I read it and it was good. And so I decided I would do a cameo and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was his original feeling about it. And I was like, great, thanks. Thanks so like Um, not
1: not exactly what we were hoping for but it's it's probably better it's probably more than what we were expecting i guess Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and then you know there's there's like always this idea that goes around of like women aren't funny and all this shit and like that's
1: y'all i i regret to inform you the funniest people that i am aware of on this planet today are all women or at at the very least non-binary like (laughs) because
0: because
1: um, yeah. I like not to say that there aren't any funny dudes because obviously we're not we're not pandering in extremes here but like generally I find like women and non-binary people way funnier than I do dudes because mostly it's it's about how like the, they how how they need to be rescuing the humor from women or, or whatever like anyway we won't get into that
0: yeah I could say a lot about that but Mm -hmm. um I think anybody can be funny so um and yeah I think a lot of women are are hilarious so so that's also bullshit that I hate uh about this but yeah so one of the things that I saw is that um if you some people might remember this but it's kind of niche for those of us who are super into entertainment (laughs) news. but back in like 2014 15 16 somewhere in there Mm -hmm. um there was a sony email hack um and a bunch of emails from like the president of sony entertainment got like released to the public and all this stuff and this got wrapped up into that as well, because there were emails between the director of this film, Paul Feig, and the president of the company, basically saying that like, this is a billion dollar idea, and like all this stuff, and people were like, oh, so they're just making another Ghostbusters for a cash grab. And it's like, this is a franchise that has been around for almost 40 years, mm-hmm. and like, It was never going to win Academy Awards. It was never meant to be like whatever. Like it's always been a cash grab, like, right? Like a lot of movies get made. Most movies get made because they think that it's going to make money. So like, why is that a bad thing? (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know. Like I get it if it's like poor quality because they're like, oh, we'll just slap Ghostbusters name on it and it'll make tons of money just because it has its name on it. Mm -hmm. um but that that was not the point the point was just like we have this really great idea and why not do it because like yes it'll be part of this franchise that's a big deal and it's a good idea so yeah so then when I was reading about this a lot of critics have said like well you know like it ends up being like a decent movie but not great But the the kind of backlash around it before it even came out is what people remember about it and Mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. But then when I went back even further and I read reviews from the time, the reviews at the time were like mixed to good. And so it's like in hindsight now people are watching it with that backlash in their heads, which they were at the time too because it's so much of it came out before Mm -hmm. the movie did. But at the time people were like I'm going to watch this as a movie and critique it cuz that's my job and it's actually pretty good. So yeah, so I thought that was funny as well. But
1: that's like one of those things where like it's one of the, it's one of the easily manipul- manipulatable things, I can't say that word. Where they're just like okay, well we don't want this thing to do well, so well this is one of the ways that we can get out in front of it mm-hmm. is by being like, "Oh, we're going to create a huge backlash about it. Yep. So that when you, when the movie comes out or when someone goes, Hey, I'm going to go see the new Ghostbusters movie mm-hmm. there, the response from the person that they're talking to is going to go, Oh, I heard that that actually sucked because this, that, and the other reason. Yeah. And then the other person goes, Oh, maybe I shouldn't see it then. Mm-hmm. And then they don't buy tickets mm-hmm. for it, you know? so like Right.
0: Right. And I always think that's interesting because like, for me, when I hear that kind of stuff, I'm always like, yeah, I kind of care what, like people have to say I care more about like people I know and what they think of something as opposed to a critic because in my Mm -hmm. experience a lot of a lot of movies that I love were not reviewed well (laughs) so I kind of don't care what reviewers have to say about movies and that for me a lot of it is like yeah this could suck but I want to find out for myself yeah. Um and so that was a lot for me about the backlash at the time is that I was like, okay, they're going to make this all female ghostbusters, which I love female led movies and there are not mm-hmm. enough of them. Yeah. Um and that, you know, we put so much pressure on those kinds of movies when they're headlined by all female or all people of color or whatever it is, we put so much pressure on that movie that if that movie doesn't succeed, we're like, well, you can't do any more movies like
1: that. Basically, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so fucky that, that they're just like, well, you see, we did the all female Ghostbusters and it sucks. So clearly, people don't want movies with women in them. And it's like, yeah. Or maybe mm-hmm. the script wasn't good. Yeah. Or maybe it's it's like, like oh, maybe y'all this were...
0: particular movie isn't great, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I personally think that this movie is hilarious and amazing, but we'll get there.
1: Yeah. I wasn't uh. trying to make a commentary <laughs> on the movie, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, people will, will put, yeah Uh, uh, reasoning to be like oh well Mm -hmm. you know the the new blah blah movie came out and Mm -hmm. it actually sucked because uh equality was a part of it and it's like or maybe like the script was just garbage or maybe they just didn't get the right cast and the chemistry was off or maybe like they just didn't have the budget to do the cool thing that they were trying to do so they did it Mm -hmm. in a discount way and it didn't work so like maybe don't blame it on this like overt thing to like push your agenda and realize that there's more that meets the eye transformers (laughs) that that is listed in there, you know, like,
0: right. And because of it, I feel like they've created this whole, like, you have to like, okay, I like that there are movies being made with more female casts, more people mm -hmm. of color, but because of that, I feel obligated to go to all of these movies to show that like people do want to see these types of movies, even if mm-hmm. I don't care as much that like, I'm, I'm trying to think of some examples of movies that I just was like, whatever about, but I was like, I should go see that because I want to show that I care about mm-hmm. these types of movies. So it just like, I would love to get to a place where there's a movie led by women that isn't great. But it doesn't stop us from making more movies. And it doesn't,
1: and it doesn't matter. Like, it's yeah, straight it straight up does matter. not matter. Um,
0: Here,
1: here's, a, here's a quick example that, like, is outside of the realm of film. So, like, uh, as you and some podcasters that have listened to, like, uh, previous episodes know, I haven't really been watching WWE lately um, mm-hmm. because I have uh, tremendous beef with them. Yeah. However, recently they made one of my favorite wrestlers, their, one of their top champions, Oh, His name is Big E, Mm -hmm. um, and he won the title like just about a month ago. And the second that I heard about it, I immediately went to shop.wwe.com and bought his shirt. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, this is not going to become a thing where they can go, see, this is why we can't have guys like Big E Mm -hmm. be champion, because they don't pull the ratings or they don't move the merch or whatever. And I was like, I do not generally want to give WWE my money. But for Biggie, I will do it like, you know, like because he deserves that. And if his I don't want them looking back, you know, five, 10 years down the line and being like, see, this is why we shouldn't have made him champion because it didn't do what we wanted it to do. Right. It's like right. and it's like, you know, so it's it's one of those things where when you were talking about supporting things, it's like sometimes you have to support things so that people get stuff that they want and deserve. Yeah. You know, it's like, even if you're not necessarily like into it, it's like, Mm -hmm. it it may be a good thing to just be like, you know, give, be like, all right, well, I'll support WWE, but for big E specifically, not Mm -hmm. for really any other reason. Like, I don't really, I still don't really watch their weekly product. I'll read results here and there, but like, that's mostly because like in the age of 2021, when this podcast is coming out, ratings are, don't matter as much. Mm -hmm. TV ratings don't matter as much, and I'm also not watching their, when I was watching their product, I wasn't watching it on a television. I was using the Spectrum app, so, like,
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: don't know how they calculate ratings for that, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, anyway.
0: Yeah, so, the biggest thing, I think, with this, especially for me, besides the fact that, like, a lot of this was sexism, Mm -hmm. um, there was also a lot of racism in this with, Mm -hmm. um, I know that Leslie Jones, for a period of time, left Twitter because of just so much racist shit being thrown at her for being in this movie before it even came out. Mm -hmm. But that's like, again, that's the one of the things that really bugs me about it is that like, there was definitely a group of people that somehow coordinated enough, whether they actually did or not to make negative statements about this movie before it even came out. And one thing that I found out is that um, the attacks to this movie before it came out had such a big impact that the uh, website Rotten Tomatoes updated its policy around audience scores to mm-hmm. prevent trolls from artificially deflating scores before a movie's release date. I don't know how that works, but like, I don't know if they like don't accept reviews as like easily as they used to before a movie came out or what Mm -hmm. but I thought that was super interesting that it yeah it was such a big deal that I mean because Rotten Tomatoes is a pretty big website Um, it's like maybe the biggest website on reviewing movies yeah and I like I found another quote in another article that was like the reboot isn't great which is too bad it's also not terrible but that's not the point the point is that there's no way of knowing as much until it actually hits theaters Mm -hmm. the fact that so many people freaked out simply because it, it, it exists is astonishing and then yeah like i found some reviews from the time that were like this is a great movie and then i'm gonna kind of finish up this this section with with this other thing i found um in the hollywood reporter that the 1984 version the original is considered a classic the sequel has has its fans it's not as good as the first one to a lot of people but it still has fans and that the all-female 2016 Ghostbusters received a fresh 74% on Rotten Tomatoes higher than Ghostbusters 2. So it's like you assholes put so much shit on this movie and didn't go and it didn't make a lot of money but yet when people rated it, they rated it high enough that it got a 74%. So... Mm -hmm yeah like yes you kind of succeeded because it didn't make a ton of money and it didn't yeah. make enough money to do a sequel even though it was clearly set up to have a sequel but like people still like it and this film critic said i think it's a really entertaining movie that was doomed simply because it wasn't the film a certain very loud percentage of the audience wanted and it's like that is just the a loud it's percentage. a
1: loud minority
0: a loud minority kept it from becoming uh the movie it maybe deserved to be because i personally think it's a really great movie (laughs) and so do a lot of people Mm -hmm. and like there were pictures of girls dressed as ghostbusters who were like so excited to see someone like them leading this movie and
1: that that means way more than a lot of people give it credit for
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like that means so much to you know like Mm-hmm. there was a a thing that i saw i want to say sometime last year and this is sort of adjacent but please come along on this journey with me anyway mm-hmm. um about how it was someone that was dressed as it was a lady that was dressed as a stormtrooper for halloween this is well before cosplay was coming out okay so it's like like I, and at least if it was out it wasn't like a mainstream thing like it is now Mm -hmm. So like this is like when star wars came came out in like the 70s or whatever yeah uh and they were pointing out that like there was no official pattern there Mm -hmm. was no like the only way to like get movie accurate details was to sit in the movie theater and do and like sketch it out or like study it again and again and again and again and again like you'd have yeah. to see the movie like probably several times because it's like if, if a detail went by you you can't hit rewind in the movie theater in the 70s like it's not happening nope, you I mean, know and it was C R S.
0: yeah
1: right exactly so it's like but uh that just made me think about that particular thing but but it's so important that representation be around so that you can have those kinds of things and it always makes me a little wild in, in, in the head when I will see somebody do art of like, like there's, there's a, there's a thing in, in some art circles called Blacktober mm-hmm. where they'll draw some characters as if they were black, which like, it's not necessarily black washing because it's not like they're just like, just tone shifting Ariel or whatever, but they're mm-hmm. drawing like what Ariel would look like if she were a black woman. hmm and there's a lot of like comments that are always like but she's not black though or oh my god you've ruined this character and this and mm-hmm. that and the other thing and it's mm-hmm. like representation is is important so like sure one day i would love it so that we wouldn't have to do this situation where we have blacktober but until we have until we have our own characters that are enough in the movies and this is why black panther was so like despite how you feel about it as a film in and of itself this is why mm-hmm. black panther was like so successful is because it was like this is a Black superhero film yep. that's good. And it was created with a Black star. The director was Black. It's got Marvel's backing going in here. Yep. Like, We are going to show out for that. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, well, can we do White Panther? No, no. motherfucker, you can't. You got Superman. guess what? Every
0: other Marvel movie is White Panther. Right.
1: <laughs> Basically you got you got all these motherfuckers that are standing around standing around here that, yeah that you can that you have as your example you got captain mm-hmm. america well you had captain america we have him now Ha ha, bitch uh, <laughs> uh but you had thor yeah you, you had iron man you got spider-man not yeah. so much anymore we have spider-man now too a little bit uh, but <laughs> But the point being is that there's, like, there's white superheroes standing all around you. Right. You know, so, like, you can't, like, uh, or in this case, you have decades of stuff. You have decades of stuff that it's Ghostbusters with your dudes. Yep. Let the ladies have something and just shut the fuck up.
0: Right. Well, and it's, to me, too, is, like, this idea of like well if it's all female-led then I can't relate to it and it's like do you know how many fucking movies about white men that I have to relate to because there aren't enough about women so like shut the fuck up because guess what if I can relate to that whiny white boy in that movie you can relate to this woman because guess what there are things that make us similar. Yes, there are things that are make that make us different, but there are things that make us similar too. So you can fucking relate to, you know, T'Challa or to Captain Marvel or to without
1: changing it over. Without changing it.
0: And it's funny that you mentioned Ariel because the new live action Little Mermaid that is in in production um, Mm -hmm. will have a black. Ariel.
1: And I'm sure there's a bunch of motherfuckers big oh, mad about tons it.
0: Tons of people are mad about it, and I'm like, point to me in the story where her skin color matters, because it doesn't. There are other movies that it does matter. There are other stories where it does matter, one way or the other, or whatever. And and oftentimes it's usually the other way around. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, why on all white high school should or a, a very majority white high school should maybe not be doing west side story or Or
1: hairspray (laughs) yeah
0: um you know like those are there are those kinds of things as well but point to me at at some point in the little mermaid story where her skin color matters
1: and by that we mean like it matters to the point where it's going to ruin your enjoyment of the story because it's not what you quote unquote grew up with right like
0: yeah like there's no plot around it that Mm -hmm yeah right
1: like there's so many like arguments that that fall in that sense of like well this isn't how the character was originally designed or this isn't Mm -hmm. how like that like fall flat at that point because it's Mm -hmm. like well they're telling a story that's similar to it it doesn't erase your canon to have the original disney like Mm -hmm. which like in and of itself shits on the original story like that you know like all like the, the grim fairy tales that like Disney borrowed you know mm-hmm. like to tell mm-hmm. some of these things because it's like that's not how the story like originally no. ended at no. all like so no. like what yeah. where where is your outrage for that you know right. what I mean like right yeah but you get this so yeah
0: yeah well and yeah like we were talking about this last night at, at this bonfire mm-hmm. um, I was at is we actually were talking about the live action Disney movies that have come out in the last few years um, and particularly we're talking about this Little Mermaid one that's up supposed to come out and how like we wonder if she'll be good or bad because like some of them we've thought have been very good and some of them have been not as good um and so just wondering and thinking about like I don't care that she's black I think that's great I care more about the fact that like, is she going to have bright red hair? Because like, that's the iconic part about Ariel to me.
1: (laughs) Now, I will say this, like as much as we've kind of railed on that, there are certain pieces that you can't fuck with in that matter. And you've kind of, you said that, but I just want to give an example. Like, I'm not going to call this person out. So if you are listening, like I'm just stating that this is what happened. Mm -hmm. But I, I was in a production of Othello where the person was doing it wanted to be like well what if othello was white and i'm like well it kind of references his like are you going to adjust the, the text to no longer call him a Moor? like yeah because that is straight up being like he again kind of like you right. we were mentioning earlier so it's like it's weird and disrespectful uh, especially when you have like and i think and i'll get to the point in a second but it's like it's weird and disrespectful when you have a piece that like references that way and like a person of Mm -hmm. color kind of thing and you try to whitewash it same with hairspray same with the 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 the, the company in Colorado who did who had Martin Luther King be a white person it's like y'all have the majority of these stories you can't like I know because I know like a lot of people that that would be listening to this podcast that are gonna be mad about it are going well. Right, well why do why is it that white people stuff can get fucked with but not the minority stuff to get fucked with? And it's like because there's there's not equal footing here. Mm-hmm. That's why. Like there's not equal footing here. Like you can't yeah. you can't. I mean, can you do it? Yes. Is it a bad fucking idea? Also, yes. Yeah. To do like Othello as a white person or. Right or Martin Luther King as a white person, because you're essentially, you're losing the core of the story, especially with the MLK example, because, and it's also like, not to get too deep into this, but it's also like why like white people get the side eye around MLK every year, because it's a bunch of motherfuckers, typically celebrities. And by celebrities, I don't necessarily mean like people in Hollywood or whatever, but people of prominence that, if Martin Luther King were alive today would fucking hate his guts or if what he was doing happened in their lifetimes, they would have hated him. Yep. And they're like, well, Martin Luther King did this and he did that. And it's like, yeah, you feel confident in saying that because he's dead now.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And so you can be like, I'm a good person because I support MLK, but it's like people are, are basically rallying for the same stuff that he would have rallied for. Or my favorite... There are people who are telling his son mm-hmm. and his daughter mm-hmm. about how they think he would have reacted, and yeah. they're like, Jesus "Excuse Christ. me, yeah. right. you mean my fucking dad?"
0: Right, yeah. right.
1: Like the person yeah, who the people... like helped, yeah, no, who, who, who like people like you assassinated, who like I don't have anymore because of people like you. Like, yep,
0: yep. But yeah, it's like people who tweet like, "Oh, you know, like let's." happy mlk day let's honor mlk by you know whatever doing this today and it's like you're the same motherfucker that like wanted colin kaepernick out of the nfl so shut mm-hmm. the fuck up like right. i just you know some of these things become such a like we the same people knowledge this day on social media you uh-huh. don't actually give a
1: it's so performative, yeah. but that I mean, and, and that's, I think, yeah. I think that's the crux of what we're talking about here is that right. a lot of the hate around this film, in my opinion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and this is coming from somebody who, again, did not see the film, but mm-hmm. knew what the fuck was going to happen when yep. it was announced. Yep. Like, it's so performative. Yep. you're not actually mad that they they had the quote-unquote balls or i guess in this case the ovaries to do a film with a bunch of women around the ghostbusters thing mm-hmm. it's it's the fact that you feel like they shouldn't fuck with your shit because that that means that you don't have it and guess what the kind of like a, a different analogy to put out for what amelia said like it's not a pie situation it's not pie in the sense that like because they get this piece of pie that you get less Mm -hmm. it's not like that right just because they're getting this thing doesn't mean it's being taken away from you you're not missing out on your fucking pie it's just someone else is also getting a piece of pie Mm -hmm. and it's the same size and shape as yours so maybe just enjoy your own fucking pie and stop worrying about what's on someone else's plate in that regard
0: yep and now i want pie
1: Pumpkin? Yes, please.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so that that is our tirade about hate around this movie in particular, but around these kinds of things in general. And again, I just like, I just have an issue with hating something before you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And we've all done it. We definitely have. Mm-hmm. Or experienced it, or whatever it is. One of my best friends from high school was always really good at saying to me, like, "Well, have you tried it? Like, whatever it was—a <laughs> food, a roller coaster—you know." Can I,
1: can I real quick interject? Yeah. Have you seen the Coke? Have you seen the Coke Zero commercials?
0: Um, I don't think so.
1: Okay, so the Coke Zero commercials are essentially what you're talking about. Like, there's one where it's like a claymation dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And it has a Coke Zero. And it's like, this might be the best Coke ever. And then a meteorite is coming and it's like, no. And the dinosaur is like, yes. And it goes back and forth. And then the meteorite, like a parachute comes out. And it mm-hmm. goes, okay, I'll try it first. And then their tagline is, you need to try it first. Like they keep saying oh, that. Okay. So it's like, it's kind of like yeah. exactly what you're talking about. It's like, you right. can hate. Cause like so many people are like, oh, I hate Coke Zero. And it's like, well, have you ever had it?
0: Right. Yeah or not. Like. Right. So yeah, so that, I mean, to me, that's one of the things about this movie is I'm like, can you just fucking watch it before you make a judgment call on it? But yeah, so but getting to the movie a little bit, I will give mm-hmm. you kind of a an overall synopsis. I had planned to rewatch it for this episode, but I didn't, so I'm going off of memory here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've seen special. it a few times, but it's been at least a year, so yeah probably about a year actually so yeah but essentially the the plot of this movie is that so the the main cast is Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, Mm -hmm. and Leslie Jones and when the movie starts uh, Kristen Wiig is a professor at Columbia but then when they find out that she has written a book with Melissa McCarthy's character many many years ago about Ghosts and like how they believe ghosts are real and stuff. She gets fired from Columbia. Um, yeah. and she finds out that this book is being sold on Amazon and she's like, it's not supposed to be out there in the world anymore. So she goes to find her old friend Abby, who's played by Melissa McCarthy, who is working for some made-up community college with Kate McKinnon's character Holtzman. Mm-hmm. She finds them there and is like what the hell we got rid of this book what's going on and she's like I need the money basically and it's selling decently on Amazon or whatever so I put it on there and she's like no you need to take it down I lost my job and all this stuff and then of course ghosts start appearing um, Mm -hmm. around New York City there's a really the beginning scene of the movie is um someone giving a tour of an old mansion and then a a ghost shows up and scares literally the shit out of him (laughs) um and it's hilarious and then this starts happening more and more and it happens uh in a subway tunnel and that's where we meet leslie jones's character patty she is a mta worker um metro Mm -hmm. Metropolitan Transit Authority?
1: <laughs> That's what I was gonna guess.
0: It's who runs the subway and buses and stuff in New York City. She sits in a booth and you know, like answers questions for people and takes their their change and whatever. But as they show, most people get their tickets from a machine now and just like run it through. So mm-hmm. most people don't need her. And she's like very knowledgeable and very friendly and helpful. But doesn't have a lot to do basically <laughs> and yeah so she so so the the four of them all come together basically because of these ghosts around town and because Mosa mccarthy and uh kate mckinnon's characters have designed a way to contain a ghost so so they're able to do that with this one at this mansion and then that becomes a much bigger thing and they get Patty involved, who's the MTA worker, because she knows a lot about the history of New York, and so, like, can help them with locations, and understanding the subway, and and stuff like that, and so then they become the Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, and there are lots of running jokes in it, and gags. There are a lot, like I said, there's cameos from a lot of the originals in Mm -hmm. the movie. Let's see what else. There's also, like, a ton of like easter eggs and inside jokes and stuff like that
1: which as i understand it is kind of par for the course for ghostbusters so
0: right yeah and it's like again it's supposed to be a comedy and it is it's really funny but Hmm. what i will say is that the effects are pretty good so they can be a little bit scary and i'm not somebody who really likes horror movies that much so i i I didn't really think about it going in because it's advertised as an action comedy, basically, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't bother me that much. But there were definitely a couple of points where it was like, "Oh, wow, okay." Um, but but all four women give like such a great performance. Chris Hemsworth plays their their receptionist, and he mm. is the fucking dumbest person alive. <laughs>
1: I think that this is where, like, the term himbo started to, like, get popularized again.
0: Could be, yeah, because, like, he comes in and he needs a part-time job, basically, um, but he wants to be a model, Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) like, at one point he's wearing glasses, and then he goes to rub his eye, and he just, like, sticks his finger through his glasses and they're like there are no lenses in your glasses and he's like oh no they just got dirty all the time <laughs> <laughs> and you're like um what um and then at one point like during his interview they ask him to like step like step out of the room or whatever except it's one room so that they can like talk about like should we hire him or not and he's like the only person that applied pretty much Mm -hmm. um and Kristen Wiig's character loves him she like thinks he's so attractive
1: (laughs) yeah because I mean he is so she's not wrong
0: he is yeah um but Melissa McCarthy's character is like I don't get it I don't see it like she's just like I don't I don't understand (laughs) and it's hilarious um but they ask him like can you step aside and since like this is a one room can you like cover your like can you not listen to us they, they must not say, cover your ears. um. They must say something like, can you not listen to us or something like that? Because then he puts his hands over his eyes. Wow. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Um. And then in, like at one point later, he holds up to like pictures of himself modeling, like a headshot kind of a thing. And in one of them, he's holding a uh, a saxophone. He's not playing it. He's just holding it okay um i can't remember what the other one is and he just says like which one of these makes me look more like a doctor you're shirtless holding an instrument i'm supposed to think you're a doctor like i don't i don't understand <laughs> like he's I just love it so stupid and at the end of the movie there's a point where like he misses some big part of the action. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Where did you go?" And he's like, "Oh, I went to the deli and got a sandwich." It's just like completely oblivious. Um, and they hire him mainly to answer the phone, and he like doesn't know how to answer the phone. Like he just, yeah, he's just like a complete mm-hmm. moron. But he's so funny, and and I think it's just like people were like, "Why, why is he in this? Why is he doing this?" And he, I think he was just like, "I just want to like." fuck around like I just want to be in a movie to fuck around basically because like you know I just came off doing Thor which is like takes months and is like very physical and is a lot and it's just like I just want to do something easy for a little bit which like fair that's fair
1: Um, have you gotten a chance to see Thor Ragnarok at all yes okay because I think that like a lot of people forgot or didn't know that Chris Hemsworth had the, the comedy chops because yeah. if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok which like full disclosure I technically haven't but I have
0: mm-hmm. like I've seen
1: enough of the scenes like yeah. via the internet to like know what's going on and I've also read the mm-hmm. Wikipedia article et cetera. Et cetera. like
0: mm-hmm.
1: to know like he's very funny in that film mm-hmm. and it, it really kind of takes thor out of that like i am just like a superhero hunk and that is all that i am Mm -hmm. and because because like not to not to shit on like uh chris evans as captain america but like there's a couple of times where captain america gets to be funny in the mcu Mm -hmm. like like the, the, the the stage that he's in uh and by captain america i mean chris evans not anthony mackie um but like generally like he's like the i'm the hero kid from brooklyn who's will do whatever it takes to win but i'm Mm -hmm. not i'm but not and not not whatever it takes in the sense that like he'll like do dirty down low things but like he'll he will fight even against insurmountable odds so they had to give
0: very earnest and very like serious serious to an extent Yeah. yeah
1: so like they had to give Like Chris uh, Chris Hems was something a little different to do so Mm -hmm. that it it Mm -hmm. felt like you weren't just getting like same situation.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think too, like I'd have to look at the timeline, but I think Ragnarok came out after this movie, Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. So I think like that was sort of like being in Ghostbusters was one of his ways of being like, I'm also funny. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not forget that I'm also funny because I can do A variety of things yeah um and he can and he's hilarious and i love him in this movie they're all hilarious in this movie i i mean i think that's the part about it that that i love the most and it is what makes that movie so much fun and why as a group the four of us in the lady gang like have said like oh we love this movie and we quote from it all the time and Mm -hmm. And all that kind of stuff. Because now that I'm, like, trying to tell you the plot of the movie, I'm like, I don't actually remember the entire one.
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: But, yeah, basically, I mean, yeah, basically, they just, like, are trying to catch these ghosts. Um, at one point, they're called to um, to a rock concert because the venue has been invaded by a ghost. Um, and they're trying to find it. And this is, like, one of the funniest like one of the most quoted parts of it for me is there's a part where they're like in the basement of this concert venue and Leslie Jones it's like peeks into a room that's just full of naked mannequins uh-huh. and she just looks at it and goes room full of nightmares and walks <laughs> <laughs> and so like I literally say that all the time I'm like just something happens and I'm like room full of nightmares <laughs> um and and yeah and like the mayor gets involved and like is trying to like hush this up and be like there isn't a ghost problem in our in our city and like you know i like so I'm trying to run for re-election and like you know the usual somebody trying to deny what's happening but yeah and then it eventually all culminates into this like big huge thing where like all of these ghosts are released and that scene is really great because like just the CGI in that scene is amazing of just like mm-hmm. all the ghosts who have like taken over the city. There's a point at which Slimer from the original movie shows up, a whole Slimer family, and mm-hmm. it steals the steals the car, the iconic like- um, Yeah, the ambulance. Also, yeah, car, the ambulance. And is driving it all over town. It's insane. I love that too, because where they get the car is- it's actually a hearse because Leslie Jones has borrowed it from her uncle who runs a mortuary. Mm-hmm. And then later at the end of the movie, you find out that her uncle is Ernie Hudson from, from the original movie. Right. And he is so mad at what they've done to his hearse. <laughs> um, so yeah. And there's like a lot of cool scenes of uh, Kate McKinnon's character Holtzman is just an eccentric crazy lady who loves to she's a scientist who develops all of their equipment and tools and weapons and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and so there there are scenes where she's like trying out new, I want to say weapons, but they're not really weapons. Um but like you know like the thing that like shoots the ghosts. It's essentially kind of like I
1: can't remember what you're talking. I can't remember what they're called like plasma right but
0: But she comes up with other things like that so they all have their own individual Mm -hmm. things that they can use and trap ghosts and and stuff like that and it's yeah so that part's really cool like I said the technical parts and the cgi are really well done and yeah there's a scene where the ghost has Possessed Melissa McCarthy, and that like like you said, that scene is creepy, and I don't love that scene either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know if I've ever skipped it, but I kind of just like eh, look at my phone for a little bit while this is going on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and eventually like the ghost leaves, and that's like sort of what kicks off this whole big like ghost apocalypse essentially. And then, of course, at the end of the day, the Ghostbusters saved the city because that's, that's the point. But yeah, it's just like it's really funny. And that's the main thing that I really like about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that it's really funny. And those are all people that I really enjoy from SNL or from other things. Yeah. And so and again, like, I just think it's cool to like Be able to go to this action comedy and see myself represented. That the four of us seeing this movie were all kind of like, there's four of them and there's four of us. And we all bought the like figurines of the movie and kept the one that like corresponds to who we feel like we are. Yeah. And so, like, it's just like a nice thing. I'm not saying it's like the best movie ever made, but it's entertaining. And guess what? those are the kind of movies that I'm going to watch over and over again, more so than the ones that are like the most well-made movie of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I just, that's why I really enjoy it. And I just think it's really a shame that people shit on it so much. um, That such a minority shit on it so much that other people who may have enjoyed it were turned off from it because I think it deserves more credit than it's gotten. And I think it was, I think it was a pretty good movie. So yeah, yep, that's about all I have to say about it. I know I didn't quote that many lines from it, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I could. There's a scene at the end where the four of them have, you know, like gotten, gotten a commendation from the mayor for saving the city and they're celebrating and they're like at a bar having drinks or whatever and Holtzman gives this like really beautiful little like awkward speech about like how much she loves them and like how much they've done together and how much they mean to her and stuff like that and it's just this really beautiful scene that like every time I see it I'm just like oh see like that's us like that's us watching this movie together is that yeah. like female friendship I love anything that celebrates female friendship if I'm yeah. being honest actually I actually really enjoy pretty much anything that celebrates male friendship as well because when it's done in a way that's like look we can have a deep relationship mm-hmm which I go on a tirade about that as well but anyway but what I like about it is throughout the whole movie her character is just like goofy and silly and like super smart but just like hard to follow and like Mm -hmm. just so eccentric and whatever and so for her to like come out at the end and like have this very like heartfelt thing that she's trying to say and she does it in such a like awkward like and i just mm, like i love you guys like it's just it's just very (laughs) heartwarming and sweet and -hmm. they're all just like oh um and then at the end of the movie they've gotten enough money to rent the old firehouse that's used in the original movie okay point where they're looking for an office space and this realtor takes them to that and they're they're like oh this is perfect this is so great how much is it and then she explains that it's like 25,000 a month, or some shit. You're like, no, (laughs) nope, nope, nope.
1: (laughs) Never mind.
0: Yeah. And they end up with their offices um, above a Chinese restaurant, which earlier in the movie they had gotten delivery from. Mm -hmm. And Melissa McCarthy goes on a a rant to the delivery guy about how, like, she gets wonton soup and there's always like one wonton in there. Okay. Um, and then yeah so then later she orders the Chinese food again from the restaurant downstairs and she's like why does it take you as long to give me my order when we're literally above you (laughs) like (laughs) but yeah so I just think they're really talented ladies and they're really fun to watch and I think the script is pretty solid and I give this movie two thumbs up and say it's an entertaining romp and you should watch it if you hate it on principle then Mm -hmm. you probably aren't listening to this podcast so (laughs)
1: probably not that's you are not wrong there
0: yeah do you have any questions or anything else you want to add well I mean
1: you know full disclosure like i've read the wikipedia article for it because i was like i i want to at least know what's gonna happen in it yeah so i i I did kind of like have that i I don't have any questions actually um but like that that is it sounded like it would be a good movie so like i'm kind of with you in that sense of like you know Mm -hmm. Uh, there, there is a, a, a channel that I actually want to shout out now, though. It's called Cinema Wins.
0: Okay.
1: Like cinema being film, and then wins. It's all one word. Or if mm-hmm. you type in, if you type in the phrase "everything great about" in you, on YouTube, um, chances are high that you will get uh, a video from there. Mm-hmm. And their motto was essentially because liking things is more fun than not liking things. Mm-hmm. And it started as a channel that was kind of just like hitting out because there are a lot of critical channels on the internet
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: on youtube specifically Mm -hmm. and there is one there is a channel called cinema sins Mm
0: -hmm. which basically
1: is like this is what this is this is the thing that sucks about movies and this and the other thing Mm -hmm. um and like i watched a cinema sins video just apropos of nothing like you know me i try not to be like a negative person so like i was probably doomed to dislike this channel anyway i'm not trying to shit on them or anyone that likes cinema sins but like for me It just seems like there was like nitpicking just for the sake of nitpicking. Like, I don't like this actor, so skip. And like, that was like a a knock against the movie. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, but why? Whereas like with Cinema Wins, they'll be like, oh, here's this thing that you never considered. And this person worked with this person. And this is like a callback to the original movie when Mm -hmm. this happened. And that's really cool. Ding. And I'm like, I love that. Yeah. Because like, I didn't know who, like I, or they'll be like this, they'll be like this composer, Mm -hmm. it's fantastic and this scene has this scene has this the score song by and the the name of the the song in this score is this which is like a perfect correlation to what's happening and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh see I didn't know that
0: yeah and it's like I love that kind of stuff
1: yeah it's someone bringing like even movies that are quote-unquote bad for instance like the Black Widow film that came out earlier this year mm-hmm. people were like well that was kind of like a weird situation because of the scarlett johansson controversy and like also it wasn't a great film and it's like it's this person is finding like good things that mm-hmm. happen in this movie mm-hmm. and a lot of them are like stuff that like you're like oh i would never considered that or it's like an easter egg that the director threw in that like a mm-hmm. select amount of people might catch on to mm-hmm. or like the um like there's a thing with like i think it's like pixar films where they'll always throw like the like a111 or something like that in into Pixar films or though like the, the, the like certain things like it's in Wall-E and it's in like other mm-hmm. things like the pizza shuttle thing shows up in mm-hmm. Wall-E you know mm-hmm. like those those nice little touches that mm-hmm. you're like I had never thought about that or mm-hmm. like finding out that like Taika Wakiti uh like v- like does some voice act work in Thor Ragnarok as like one of the characters in the film and you're just Mm -hmm. like this is so fucking cool right all these things and it's like Mm -hmm. okay well I may dislike the film but to know all these like nice little like cool little touches and stuff yeah is is a lot of fun to get to experience Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. shout out to Cinema Wins it's a fantastic channel if you like films granted you're gonna get like these they're spoiled all the fuck up and down but like I don't care about spoilers. In fact, in some cases, I will watch a film like all the way through because I'm like, oh, I watched this thing or I read this thing about it and I seem mm-hmm. to like it. So I want to see like how they did it. Like, mm-hmm. I was, because like, you know, text can only give you so much. Anyway, right. I'll shut up now.
0: No, you're fine. Yeah, so that that's what I have to say about it, I guess. If you feel like I forgot something or you want to let me know, Let us know what your favorite part or line is from the movie or why I'm wrong. Please be constructive with your feedback. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you can find us at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. And you can send us an email if you'd rather um, just add an at gmail.com to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah can so um I forget is this the part where we tell everybody where they can find us individually are we doing that right now we'll do it right now
0: sure we can yeah do that right
1: <laughs> it's been a little bit since I've had to say these lines uh, because <laughs> usually Amelia does it uh, but anyway that's why I've forgotten but anyway uh, you can find Amelia at shake Meets world on twitter and instagram you can find you can find me at a black sparrow uh on the twitter the instagram the tiktok even though i don't really use tiktok anymore i promise i'll get back to it i say that every week and sharecropinson.com there's merch there i'm sure there's probably a sale coming up pretty soon uh so you know keep an eye on it because you might be able to get some merch on the cheaps um mm-hmm. and that will be cool so with that being said i didn't make up a theme song for this is amelia what the fuck is this this is the part of the episode where I find something uh, wild and crazy kids on the internet, and I show it to Amelia without any context. Actually, the small amount of context I will give you is that I, this is, a, I, I was like, this is a perfect Halloween. WTF.
0: Oh no. Maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe. Okay.
1: It does have okay. sound, but.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> Okay, so it is someone dressed up like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. And the mu- it's the music from the movie. But this person is also wearing, I would call them stilettos, very high-platformed, high-heeled shoes, and struts out and starts swinging around, swinging around, I don't know what I'm saying, dancing around what, what I would call I guess a stripper pole Mm -hmm. um and like just first of all a plus to anybody who can do that stuff like that is so hard it I understand why people think it it doesn't look hard but the muscle control you have to have to be able to like do some of that stuff Mm -hmm. is just like you go but yeah it's it's yeah, I I don't know. I find this really funny and like um, they look yeah, incredibly
1: like, like uh, Johnny Depp as Jack. Yeah, like
0: looks really like really close. Um, if
1: this is a female presenting person, the the makeup is. I mean, I guess regardless of whether they are or not. Yeah, no, the, the, the makeup is really on
0: good. Point. Yeah, I I it, don't even want to guess at their gender i think what i was gonna say is
1: that it, it, if they are a female presenting person the way in which they attach to the beard is just, Mwah, because yeah, it, it looks right. like it looks real
0: right yeah like i don't even want to guess it doesn't matter shouldn't try to guess anyway
1: mm-hmm. um shout out to cat dog and plankton on the left hand side though i just saw that
0: oh my uh, god yes <laughs> <laughs> i just saw that too
1: and wow. peter griffin i guess
0: yeah yeah, this person's apartment when I've, now that I've paused it and I'm looking around at this person's apartment, like just a normal apartment with some weird ass stuff. In <laughs> but yeah, like you go and like just the amount of work for this, like what? 20 second clip or whatever, 30 second clip, just a plus. So check that out. And yeah, I can see why you say it's Halloween related because it's sort of costume. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I enjoyed that WTF and I have so many questions about (laughs) where this idea came from. But like, you go.
1: (laughs) Can I just say that there are about seven too many videos on the internet of people doing pole dancing and the pole does not being like anchored well enough or just yeah, not installed correctly that. there's only so like there's one that i showed steph the other day where this person is starts a a pole dance and it looks like they got everything well in hand and they're upside down kind of like how this one starts out mm-hmm. but the pole just like crashes them into their table and they go through it like they're in a wrestling match like the table just it folds just perfectly like just crashes and I was just like I laughed at first but then I was just like y'all if you're going to record yourself pole dancing I mean generally you should do this but if you're going especially if you're going to record yourself pole dancing make sure the pole is secure like make sure that it's not going to it's not going to dislodge itself Right. don't get like a freaking spring-loaded one because it's guaranteed that your weight is going to swing it out like yeah no you don't have to get one that's like actually like anchored to your ceiling and floor yeah I mean mm-hmm. don't if you don't want to I'm not your dad but like yeah then maybe don't upload it onto the internet if you <laughs> don't want it to be there forever
0: yeah yep
1: that's another thing is there's a lot of videos where someone will make a mistake and it's like you're grateful for them uploading it because then you get the laugh but like not only did you goof it and like just like put yourself through a table but then you were like I should upload this to the internet I yep. won't regret that at all Yep. like thanks but maybe I but I wouldn't do that like sorry
0: yeah yep
1: <laughs> all right I'll shut up now
0: <laughs> no you're fine yeah well we've talked for quite a while about this so uh hopefully you have enjoyed it and like I said you you know where to find us so mm-hmm. yeah I guess with that have a very happy Halloween and yes. I've been Amelia
1: I've been Sherrick and sometimes you're like with your girlfriend you're gonna go look for a house and you go in there's only one person there and he's just like hey I'll take you to this place far away that has houses that I look all the exact same And you're like okay cool I'll get in my car and I'll follow you and you go there and then then all of a sudden the houses look exactly like the houses that, that were in the, the real estate office. And then the guy shows you around the house and it looks like it's fully furnished. And you're like, this is a really good deal. I mean, in this economy, a fully furnished house got to be like real expensive. And he's like, yeah, it's no big deal. And he takes you to the backyard and he shows you the backyard and it's like a little bit too Americana. And then you realize that he's left and then you're like, okay, cool, we should leave. And then you realize that you can't leave. And then someone drops off a box and you're like, well, what's in this box? And then you find out the, in the box is like shrimp. And then you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll eat this shrimp, even though like for some reason, we can't leave, and then you know the shrimp doesn't taste like anything. And then there's another box, and the box is a baby in it, and it's like, Hey, take care of this baby or die. And you're like, I want to go home, and so you try to go home, but you can't go home because every time you try and leave. It takes you back to the exact same house, and so you have to raise this kid. And the kid is like a bullfrog somehow because it has like throat sacks and you're like, "What the hell is happening here?" And the kid watches like fractals on TV, and then he grows up in like a really, really quick span of time. And then like you decide you're just gonna try and dig your way out, and then you're just trying to dig your way out. And then the kid like goes through routine. You go through the same routine every day, and you can't find anybody because you're just the only people there. And then you end up getting sick, and then you die, and then your wife dies. However, they take care of the kid, and then the kid gets a gas can that was apparently. Someplace and he drives back to the city and then he takes over for the other guy that was in the real estate office. The end bye. bye. <laughs>